0: Go with me in the scripture, please, to 1 Corinthians 15, 2 Corinthians 2. We've been talking for uh, some weeks now about thanksgiving victory. Is there victory to be had in thanking God? The answer is absolutely yes. And uh, I don't, it doesn't matter. What situation you're in tonight, what need that you're dealing with, what problem that you're facing, you can thank God and thank your way out of it. That's not preacher hype. That's not rhetoric. I'm telling you, that's the Bible truth. You don't even have to understand it. You can just start thanking God. Is Mrs. thanking God for the sickness? No. Thanking God for my debt and poverty? No. No. God's not the author of confusion. He's not the thief. He's not the killer. He's not the destroyer. But in everything, you can give thanks. Can't you? No matter what you're facing, thank God for the answer. In advance. Before you see or feel any difference. Begin to thank God and you're already, whether you see it or feel it or not, you're already on your way out. Isn't that good news? Isn't that good to know? 1 Corinthians 15.57. Read it out loud with me. 15.57, 1 Corinthians. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Say it again. But thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this is not just looking back at past victories and thanking God. The tense is present and future. Giveth. Gives. You could say like this. He gives and will give. So you're thanking God for victories you hadn't seen yet. (laughs) That's faith. And it's tied directly to Him being able to give you the victory. We'll thank God if and when something happens. It's too late for faith. Look at 2 Corinthians. Just over a page or so in my Bible. 2 Corinthians 2 and 14. 2 Corinthians 2:14. Read it out loud with me. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Just stop there for our purposes. Read it again. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. Again, this is not past tense. He caused us to triumph. Thanking God. Looking back. Always. Causes. That's present and especially future. Isn't it? Could you thank God for a victory you hadn't felt yet? (laughs) Could you thank God for a financial victory? And you got not a clue where the money might come from. Could you go ahead and thank God for plenty of money to pay all your bills and pay your debts off and not have one idea how it might happen? You don't have to know how to have faith. That's what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for or expected. The evidence of things what? You don't see it yet. But you can sure thank God for it. Thank God for my healing. Lord, I'm just thanking you for making my liver whole. I'm thanking you for making my joints clear and strong. Lord, I'm just thanking you, thanking you for setting me free from those headaches. I'm thanking you, thanking you, thanking you. If you're hurting and your head is pounding, wouldn't that be faith? I said, wouldn't that be faith? But if you go, God, I'm praying and praying. When are you going to do something about my headache? I'm tired of these headaches. When are you going to do something about it? is any faith in that? And the longer you go, the more distressed you get. Why won't God hear my prayer? Why won't God answer me? Well, why won't you have faith? Why won't you believe him? He's not the problem. We're not waiting on him. The Bible said we're to act like our father in the faith, Abraham, who called those things that be not as though they were, as though they already were. He went ahead and received his name change and began to say, I am the father of many nations. They didn't have any children, and he's getting too old to have children, and Sarah couldn't have a child when she was young, and he's going around saying, no, 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 don't refer me to that anymore. I am the father of many nations, <laughs> and it wasn't too long until that's exactly what began to happen, and all of us in here tonight claim him too, isn't that something? Can you begin to see how his vision the Lord gave him is absolutely coming to pass? He's got children like the stars of the sky and like the sand on the seashore. Mm-mm-mm. How'd he get that way? Come on, I didn't digress. Now, how'd he get that way? He was fully persuaded, giving glory to God. That what he had promised, he was also able to... Form. I can prove to you from the scriptures that giving glory to God included thanking him. Amen. Thanking him. Oh, hallelujah. How do you give glory to God? One big way is by thanking him. Amen. Go with me to Luke 17, please. i prove it to you from the scriptures. Now, this is the story... Of the ten lepers that came and cried out to the Lord. And uh, down in verse 11. They stood afar off. In verse 13 they lifted up their voices. They said Jesus master have mercy on us. He said go show yourselves to the priest. Now there was no reason to go show themselves to the priest. Unless they were healed. You have to go back and read it in Leviticus. He had told people that had been leprous and had been healed. To go and let the priest examine them, verify their healing, offer the sacrifices and be reinstated to the community. But there's no need in going unless you believe they can examine you and that you're healed. Are we talking about faith again here or not? So for them to take off, to go show themselves to the priest, for him to examine them that they are healed, and nothing's happened yet. They're just as leprous, just as diseased, just as sick. But Jesus told them, go. Go. Now, walking by sight wants to say, well, you heal me and then I'll go. But I don't need me going, making that trip, embarrassing myself, if I'm not healed. And it's obvious I'm not healed, so would you please heal me, and then I'll go. That's how doubt talks. That's how walking by sight talks. Do it, and then I'll thank God. Do it, and then we'll believe it's happened. But he said, no, you go on. And what happened? What happened? It came to pass. As they went, what happened? Say it out loud. As they went, they they were healed. Say it again. As they they went. went. This is a word for somebody tonight. As they went, they were healed. Say it again. As they went, they were healed. What were they doing by going? They were acting like they were healed. Weren't they? Only healed people who had been lepers and had been healed were to go to the priest to be examined and reinstated. Nobody else need come. But by them taking off and going to the priest, they're acting like I got a reason to go to the priest. (laughs) They're acting like... I was leprous, but I'm healed. I'm going so he can examine me, and we can praise God and be reinstated. And yet they had all the symptoms, and the symptoms did not change, even though they were in the very presence of the Master. The symptoms did not change while they were standing there. They changed while they were going, acting like they were healed. I was reminded of one of the first mission trips that I went on. A group that I was part of, we were doing some things, and they uh, warned us not to drink the local water. I was getting ready that morning and brushing my teeth, and a guy that was with me he said, "Brother Keith, you're not using that water in there, are you?" I said, "Hmm." <laughs> And so I, I've always had a cast iron stomach, man. I could eat almost anything. And, and I would eaten all kinds of stuff. And, you know, we just wasn't bothered by it. And so had some of the other guys. And the next morning, mm, mm, there was, I don't know, in that particular place where we were, there were several people sleeping on cots and pallets and all that kind of stuff around. We were working in the daytime, having meetings at night. And, uh, my stomach felt like, brother, preparation for world war three i mean <laughs> uh, i knew something was going on and it wasn't right and i heard people in the bathroom and there were people groaning and rolling around and i thought oh man and uh, i just knew in my spirit if you don't get up and start towards your routine you're gonna have serious trouble with this i can't tell you how i knew that i just knew that in myself And so I got up, man, I felt like staying in bed. I got up, I started getting ready, and several times I felt like, you know, forget this, I'm not able to do this, just go back to bed. But I didn't. I kept thanking God for healing me, thanking God for sustaining me, thanking God for strengthening me. And I made it through getting dressed, and I made it through the rough ride to where we were doing some stuff. Man, I was pale and I felt terrible until about 10 that morning. And I realized I'm working full steam and no symptoms. Glory to God. I mean, it just kind of, I realized it. I realized that I hadn't been having trouble for the last several minutes. And I thought, glory to God. Glory to God. I'm healed. And didn't have one problem with it. A bunch of the guys stayed in bed and were there the whole two weeks almost. I mean, just about died some of them. Well, what'd they do? Tell me what they did. As they went. See, sometimes without meaning to, people are yielding to stuff. They're giving in to it. They're giving place to it. And when you do, it's going to get worse. Immediately. And the more you yield to it, the worse it's going to get. And listen to me now. You cannot get rid of sickness when sickness is your friend. Do you know what I mean by that? People use sickness. They use it to get out of work. They use it. To get out of their responsibilities and obligations. They use it to take attention off of their mistakes. You know they blew it real bad. And they're in trouble. And they're supposed to get called on the carpet for it. And all at once they're sick. Convenient. Don't look around. Just look straight ahead and smile. People use sickness to get attention. Oh man. Oh, a lot of times, children learn this when they're real young. They learn, if I'm sick, I don't have to go to school on a test day. Plus, I get mom's special chicken soup. (laughs) And I get, you know, ten times the attention the other children get. It's a temptation. It's a pull. But the problem is, when you embrace it and you take it to your bosom as a friend, you're not getting rid of it. And it's going to get worse and worse and worse. Teach your children this. To never use sickness as an out. Never use sickness to get attention. It is not okay. It's a way to die young. Everybody said out loud, sickness is, not my sickness is not my friend. I refuse to yield to it. I refuse to, yield to, it. I refuse to use it. I to use it. Sickness, is an enemy. sickness is an enemy. You know that to be true, don't you? Yes. In fact, death is an enemy. Yes. Isn't it? It's an enemy. You hear sometimes people talk about sweet death and people, good things being happening in death. Well, the child of God has no fear of death. Like we said, it's one of the easiest things you ever did. But we were not designed to die. God made Adam and Eve to live forever. Our bodies, I mean, even uh, those in the science field tell us, that our bodies should completely renew themselves ever so many years. Theoretically, we should never age. And yet we do. And, you know, they're looking for the answers so that we can live forever in this state. I don't want to live forever in this state. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. The body has been corrupted by sin and the curse, and nobody's ever going to find a fix for that. Thank God for all the breakthroughs that help us get through. Thank God. But, no, the body's been affected by sin and the curse, and sickness is an enemy, and death is an enemy. They're to be resisted. Somebody say, resisted. Resist it. Resist it, Resist it. Resist it with every fiber of your body. Don't lay down and take it. Don't lay down and make place for it and make room for it. Never use it. Never. Never use it. How did they get healed? When did they get healed? Where did they, I got healed on my way to the construction site. I got healed traveling on the bumpy, ready road. I got healed hauling lumber around in the hot sun. Did you feel like it? Absolutely not. I don't know at the times. I had symptoms. And I would start, you know, I had a service. I had things to do. And uh, I'd start out by faith. And man, wouldn't take long. Here'd come the anointing. Here'd come the strength. But if you had yielded, if you had said, well, I don't feel like it. And, you know, any of us can monitor our body any day of the week and find something. Anybody can. In so-called perfect health. You can find some kind of little ache and pain and you can begin to magnify that. And begin to decide. Well, I can't do it because of uh, that tender spot on my elbow. <laughs> well, friend, you just think you got a tender spot. You' about to have some tender spots like you ain't never thought about when you start focusing on them and yielding to them. As they went, as they went. As they went, they were healed. Glory to God. Glory to God. As you go, you'll be healed. As you go doing what though? Yeah. Thanking God you're healed. Acting like you're healed. Calling yourself healed. Making plans to do things healed people do. <laughs> well, some folks like it, some didn't. Keep reading. One of them, verse 15, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. (laughs) Somebody say loud. 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 One fellow was trying to correct some individuals one time because they was praising God real loud. And he he said, God's not hard to hear it. They turned around and said, yeah, he's not nervous either. (laughs) You'll find numerous times in the scripture, it refers to praising God loud, doesn't it? Study it out. Look, I mean, a loud voice, loud sound. Well, that would be indicative that you're putting your heart into it too, wouldn't it? I mean, if you're very mousy and timid about it, it means you don't sound like you believe it. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. No, no. When you're really full, and it really is real to you, you're gonna open up. And the volume can come up. And you're not really trying to be loud, but you just you're sincere. And I believe that this guy is sincere. Man, he's healed. He's healed from a terminal disease. He's healed from the thing that's been keeping him away from his family and away from his business and his life. His life was over as far as he knew. Now it's just like back from the dead, man. He can go home. He can resume his career. He's free from the pain. He's free from the disfigurement. But it's time to get loud. God done something for you like that. And the Bible said he, with a loud voice... Loud. He glorified God. And he fell down on his face. At his feet. Doing what? Doing what? See, here we have a definition of how he glorified God. Don't we? How did he glorify God? Oh, he come a-hollering. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. He was loud. You could hear him before he got there. And then when he got there, he fell on his face. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. And Jesus said, weren't there 10 cleansed? Jesus is a faith Jesus. He hadn't seen the other nine. (laughs) He hadn't seen them. But he knows they're healed. Right? He says, where's the rest of that group? There are not found that return to do what? To give glory to God, save or accept for this stranger. This man was a foreigner. You know, sometimes the people you think ought to have faith, don't. And the ones you don't expect to, do. You don't get the things of God just by osmosis, just by hanging around people of faith. You don't. I've seen a number of people that they thought just because they were around it a lot or they grew up around it that they had it. But no, that's not right. Everybody has their own individual relationship with the Lord. He said, where were those? They are not found that return to do what? Give glory to God save this stranger. And he said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you whole. Giving thanks is giving glory to God. Say it out loud. Giving thanks, giving thanks is, is giving, glory giving glory to God. Say it again. Giving thanks, giving thanks is, is giving glory to God. Thanksgiving is a number of things. Thanksgiving is acknowledging your help. I said, acknowledging. He wouldn't be thanking God. How I many by in the breath that he's saying, Thank you for healing me? What's he doing? He's saying, You did it. Isn't he? He's acknowledging him. He's saying, You did it. If he'd have felt like, you know, well, these nine, why aren't they there? It's hard to explain why they're not there. It has to come from some sense of entitlement. That it just should have been. For them to feel no need to come back and profusely thank him. They must have allowed themselves to be deceived some way that they would have had it anyhow or that they're the ones that got it through their walking down the road why aren't they there? why didn't they come back? if you really know and it's real to you that there's no way you'd have ever got this except the Lord just out of the kindness and grace of his heart gave it to you and you, if he was looking for some reason not to give it to you, he could have found 10,001. And he didn't. By his grace, by his mercy, he gave it to you. Friend, why wouldn't you run back a-hollering with a loud voice? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have you ever seen somebody that was in trouble? had messed up some way, and somebody came in and saved them and bailed them out, and they wouldn't acknowledge it? They wouldn't even acknowledge it? This happens a lot. They're like, oh, yeah, it worked out some way. I was on top of it. I'd have got it eventually. <laughs> yeah, right. You were down for the count, and you know it. Somebody swooped in and saved your hide. And yet people, they don't want to admit it. They're like, eh, you know, glad you came by. Glad you're a part. Friend, if you want more grace from God, you have to learn how to humble yourself and express that gratitude. Being thankful is acknowledging the help. It's being grateful for the help. And it is expressing the gratitude. Somebody say express. 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 Even if some of them did feel some thanksgiving, how many believe they should have come back and expressed it? They should have expressed it. They should have expressed it. And you get in trouble when you don't. Now, look with me in a scripture, a passage that reveals this real plainly. First Chronicles, I think it is. I told you wrong, it's Second Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 32. I want you to read about somebody that got in trouble. You know, there's something better than learning from your mistakes. Anybody know what that is? (laughs) Learning from somebody else's mistakes and not making your own. Much better. Much. Hezekiah. Anybody remember him? 2 Chronicles 32. Hezekiah. Sick. Sick unto death. In fact, the man of God came and told him by the word of the Lord, Get your house in order, because you're about to die, and you're not going to make it. Now, you know, it's one thing to be sick, but when the word of the Lord says you ain't going to make it, <laughs> but you really get some insight into the truth the reality that things are not set in concrete because hezekiah turned his face to the wall and the boy got serious didn't he he got serious seeking god and praying how many understand he was for all intents and purposes a dead man wasn't he we're not talking about some Johnny come lately, wet behind the ears, thinks he's a prophet. We're talking about who? Isaiah. And uh, the before the man of God could get out of the courtyard, the word of the Lord came to him. Turn around. Go back in the house. Tell him, I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. I'm going to add to your life 15 years. I'm sure the man of God thought, huh? I thought you just told me to tell him, get your house in order. You're going to die. He said, just do what I tell you. Yes, sir. He turned around. He came back. And he told him that. And he lived. He got better. He came off that bed. He completely recovered. Friend, this is like life from the dead. I'm telling you. Because when the Lord says you're about to die, you're about to die. <laughs> and he completely recovered, resumed his full strength, is operating in his full capacity. But I want you to notice something he failed to do. 2 Corinthians 32. Huh. Chronicles. <laughs> Second Chronicles 32 and 24. In those days, Hezekiah was sick to death, and he prayed to the Lord, and he spoke to him and gave him a sign. But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefit done to him. Why? Because his heart was lifted up. Therefore there was wrath upon him, and on Judah, and on Jerusalem. Notwithstanding, Hezekiah humbled himself with the pride of his heart, and he and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the wrath of God came not upon him in the days of Hezekiah. Then it goes on to tell how rich he was. God's one made him that way. That's not my idea. Verse 29: For God had given him substance, very much stuff. Who gave him all that stuff? God gave him. All. Is God still in the stuff-giving business? Come on, is he still? Yes, he is. No matter what some folks say, he is. But I want to focus in on this part. What did Hezekiah not do? Let me read this to you from some other translations. The Amplified in 2 Chronicles 32:25. says, Hezekiah did not make return to the Lord according to the benefit done to him. Render is the word in the King James. Render means to give up and give back. To return. What didn't Hezekiah return? What didn't he give back? It goes on to say. His heart became proud. The Living Bible says, Hezekiah didn't respond with true thanksgiving and praise. For he had become proud. It is pride not to thank God when he's done something for you. Isn't it? It's acting like you got it on your own. It's acting like you would have got it anyhow. Shouldn't we acknowledge when the Lord does something? Shouldn't we say, He did it. If He hadn't have done it, it wouldn't have been done. If He hadn't have given it to us, we wouldn't have made it. We wouldn't have made it. You acknowledge what He's done. You're grateful for what He's done. And you express it. You express it. You tell it. This is no small thing, friend. This opens up your insides. This increases your capacity to receive from God. It qualifies you for greater grace and miracles. What do the humble get? God gives His grace to the humble. What do the proud get? Resisted. Resisted. You don't want to get resisted. You're not going to receive when you're being resisted. Regular thanksgiving is an exercise in true humility. And when God did it, you need to speak right up and say, he did, he did it. He did it. He did it. Well, it's just an unexplained thing that happened in your body. We don't really know. He did it. He, 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 he did it. Well, it's just one of those unexplained, He did it. He <laughs> Well, you were just lucky and just came out. He, 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 you're not listening. He did it. He did it for me. See me smiling? He did it for me. <laughs> well, the stars aligned right and just one of those things. No, he, he. Well, you were so smart and you did the right thing. No, he If I did have enough sense to do the right thing, it's because he gave me the wisdom. Either way, he did it. And he didn't have to do it. He didn't have to do it. But he did. (laughs) Let me read this to you some more. It says, New Living Translation, Hezekiah did not respond appropriately... To the kindness shown to him. Is there a correct response. When God does something for you. What is it? You acknowledge. Who did it and what he did. You're grateful for it. And what else? You express that. Hezekiah didn't do that. What must have happened? The man was at death's door. Apparently he had this huge boil. He was in an awful state. He was dying. No question about it. God healed him. Raised him up from there. The boil went away. The infection went away. You understand this is back in the days. When nobody knew what a you know, certain kind of treatments and medicine was. And God raised him up. And the Bible said he did not render again according to the benefit done to him. Then what did he do? He just went on like God didn't heal him. He just he went on and said, man, I see you're doing that. Yeah, you know, the uh, Hezekiah family has always had a strong constitution. We're, we're quick healers. And we're just strong that way. And I just set my mind, I'm coming out of there. And you know we did. And uh, any number of things. But it was a problem because the Bible records it, that the Lord was displeased with him. Yes. He was displeased with him. And you remember when uh, those envoys, they didn't know it at the moment, but they were spies that came, where was it, from Babylon? And they wanted to talk to him. And they were there to spy on him. And he went around and showed them all his stuff. And, he bra- and the Bible said, boy, the Lord was very displeased with him. You know, it's okay to not be ashamed of the blessings that God has given us, but we ought not be show-offs. And you've got to watch why you're doing things. And the biggest thing that would make it a problem is when you're not thanking God for it. You're using it to glorify yourself. I've worked hard. I put it together. We did this. We came up with this. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that great? Yeah, we worked hard on that. Yeah, we did this. Yeah, we did that. And no mention of God. When the Lord's done something for you, there is a correct response. There's a righteous response. There's a way you are to return. Help me out. What is it? What is it? It's thanking God. It's thanking God. He was ungrateful, the Bible said. He didn't respond appropriately. He refused to thank God. He was too proud to show gratitude. All these different translations point out. But thank God he didn't go too far. I mean, he he got in trouble and judgment was about to come on him. But at that point, the Bible said he humbled himself. (laughs) And even then, God had mercy on him. And what do you think you could hear at Hezekiah's bedroom then in those days? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that the judgment did come on me and my I uh, forgive me for being so pig headed. I should have took out ads in all the papers and told everybody about how you healed a king. I should have had a healing party. I should have announced to all my subjects how good God is and how great he is. I shouldn't have been quiet. I shouldn't have sashayed around like I pulled out of this by myself. Giving thanks to God is Glorifying God Anybody want to give glory to God tonight? Hallelujah! Then stand up on your feet and begin to give glory to God. Stand up on your feet. Begin to give thanks. Oh, thank you Jesus. Oh, thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've done so much. 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 much. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.